Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 101. Whoa. Moving right along in the three digits now. Uh, Today, we are going to be talking about John the Baptist, passages from the Gospels about his ministry. Yeah. So... um, uh, we, we know John is kind of a forerunner or a preparer. Yeah. So I know you love to be prepared. I do. <laughs> you yes. love to be prepared. So how do you typically prepare when you're having guests in your home? Hmm. Um, first step is the five minute cleanup. <laughs> what that, is that? That is setting a timer on the stove and everybody has to work for five. It's the picking up stage. Okay, okay. So the random socks that are in the living room, the whatever is bag of chips that's in the. I learned so much about you oh. on, on this these hundred episodes. I've learned so much well, about you. And so. now I will say, and Drew would probably agree. Now that there's only three of us in the house, there's a lot more work that has to be done. <laughs> so you got to set the timer a little bit longer. We might need five minutes. May not cut it anymore. Well, in theory, I guess there's less of us to make messes too. But. Um, you know, I try to, the general cleanup is yeah, the first yeah, step. Yeah. Um, you know, being sure we have a little, little snacks go a long way okay, all right. with, with people. So, yeah. 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 We, and again, we don't do the five minute cleanup, but, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's only two of us, uh, well, three of us with, with cons in the house. Um, but with Tanya and I, we just kind of, I mean, when we have guests over, we do the same thing. We don't like, we don't, overwhelm ourselves with, you know, baseboards and all of yeah, those kinds no, of things. It's I, just people are coming to visit you mm-hmm. and not necessarily your house. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so preparation I think is important and it shows the guests and that, that they're important and that they're significant. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so, um, so I, I think that's kind of a, you know, we, we look at John the Baptist as a preparer, yes. as a messenger. He kind of prepares the way for Jesus. We learned in the last episodes that that John the Baptist is, Baptist is Jesus's cousin. Um, and they were kind of born almost around the same time. Mm-hmm. And so we see John the Baptist uh, being a preparer, preparing the way for Jesus, uh, Jesus's arrival. And he talks a lot about the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. Again, just for those Bible readers, kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God are used simultaneously in scripture. So anytime you see that, you really, we're really talking about the reign and rule of God over a person's heart, over a person's life. And so the reign and rule of God is filled with, yes, um, power and love and joy and peace. And I think every single one of our listeners would want that in their lives, Mm -hmm. but there has to be a preparation in order to receive that. And what John gives us two ways to prepare for, to receive the kingdom of God in a, a significant way. What are those ways? Yeah. And I thought this was interesting. So John's story is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Yeah. Um, how do we prepare to experience Christ? Every single one. There was no different wording. It's confession and repentance. Yes. Repent, repent, repent. There was not another synonym in a different book. That is straight up. It's confession 
and it's repentance. Yeah. That's how we prepare ourselves to experience God. That was what John's message was. And that is still yeah. true for us. And and again, we've covered confession and repentance in previous episodes in, in, a, in a previous season. And just to reiterate, uh, confession is really saying the same thing that God says about our sin. So we like to justify, we like to rationalize, we like to say, oh, it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. But really, confession is like, God, whatever you say about um, how I'm breaking your law, your commands, you're right. I'm wrong, can't justify. So confession always comes before repentance. Repentance, on the other hand, is once I've confessed, I'm saying to God, I am now turning away from that. And now I'm turning to you. And so this is John's message. I mean, this is literally his message in the wilderness. Confess your sins and repent. That's how you prepare. And he also calls out the religious leaders who are hanging out, checking out what's this guy up to. Um, He pulls no punches. Yeah. I mean, he calls them a brood of vipers. (laughs) And he says to them, hey, it's not um, religious ritual. It's not religious pedigree or history. It's not because you've been, you know, doing the right things. That's not what it's about. You need to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. It says in the Matthew version, fruit consistent with repentance. It's not the stuff you do. It's not the good things you do. It's not the fact that you've, um, you know, believed in God for a long time. Confession and repentance. Confession and repentance. Yeah. Is and then that, the fruit is of repentance. Yes. So, so when we when we talk about the fruit of repentance, what what are, what are we talking about here? I mean, it it that's a that's an interesting phrase, and so kind of put a little meat on the bones that we see in the text that um, the fruit of repentance. Yeah. So in Luke. Um, he highlights there's several different groups of people that yeah. then say, okay, all right, I get it. You know, repentance. Well, and then it says the crowd said, well, what, what should we do? And then the text collectors say, well, what should we do? And then their right. soldiers, well, what should we do? <laughs> so right, right. all of at, in response to all of those, he says, yeah, here's what that fruit looks like. It looks like generosity. If you've got one cloak, if you've got two cloaks, share one of them. Yeah. Um, it looks like integrity. It means being honest about your, in your work. Yeah. Um, it's about honesty. It's about contentment with what you have. That's what that fruit yeah. looks like. It shows that you have a repentant heart. Yeah. And, and, and transformation is actually happening. Yes. So, and that's the key. You, you mentioned something, which I think is so key. It's not about the religious duties. It's not about attending worship services. It's not about even getting emotional over your favorite song. Mm-hmm. It truly is. Here's my life. I see my life is not aligned with where God wants it to be. And now I'm saying to God, you're right, I'm wrong. And now I'm turning from that. And the examples that you gave um, are are both individual and I believe also corporate. Yeah. So it's not just if there is um, if there's individual sin, um, then there should be this individual confession and repentance. But I think entire organizations, entire churches can see and say, whoa, we've been wrong on this. God, you're right. We're wrong. And even an entire church or an organization, Christian organization um, group can say we're wrong. And now we're confessing and we're turning and we're changing now mm-hmm. the way we've done things. So I think it's both uh, both individual 
as well as corporate. And John didn't pull any punches. He he, he went after the jugular yep. and just said, this is about transformation, not about religious duty. Yeah. Another detail in um, Luke's version, a telling John story in verse 15, it says, now the people were waiting expectantly and all of them were questioning in their hearts whether John might be the Messiah. Yeah. I love that they were waiting expectantly for the Messiah. They're looking, they're wondering, is this is this him? No, it wasn't. John was preparing right, right. the way. But I love that heart attitude of waiting expectantly. Yeah. And it made me think about my own life. Am I waiting expectantly? Am I expecting God to ha- make a move in a situation, in a relationship? Am I waiting? Yeah. And I'm, am I also anticipating? Am I expectant for what God might do? Yeah. I, I love the, um, um, in, in, in my doctoral program, we, we went over this, um, this principle called the expectancy principle. And our facilitators started off by saying, what are you expecting God to do? And if you have an expectation, he says, if you expect God to do something, you will see him, you will see him at work. Hmm. If you don't expect him to do something, he will still work, but you just won't see you it. Miss it. You'll yeah. miss it. And so I love that. The fact that they are, they are waiting and looking. And even though they were wrong with John the Baptist, the fact that they were, their hearts were turned yeah. toward like, he's coming, Messiah is coming. We can feel something happening right now. And John was, John, his humility shows up again. Listen, I am, I am not the one. I am just one who's preparing the way for the one who's going to come. And, um, and, and, you know, to, uh, have our sins, you know, have your sins forgiven. So I love that. I love that principle of, of, of watching and the heart posture of watching and waiting expectedly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there other things from John? I, I think that's, that's so, it. So I'm going to ask the question and answer it okay. first today. <laughs> what can we believe about God, ourselves and others from looking at John the Baptist? I'm going to answer first. Okay. You can. <laughs> <laughs> what we can believe about God this idea of repentance, for sure, that's something, that's my response. But even that that's an option, I think, you know, yeah. John is preparing the way for the Messiah who's going to make a way for us to have a personal relationship with with God. And that God set it up that way that we can repent, I think is truly amazing. Like what we've done, the wrong choices we've made we're not stuck in those. We can repent. And I think that's pretty amazing truth about God. And then for sure, my own response of needing to be repentant and recognizing those areas where I have gone off course and I need to realign, confess those things and then, and then go in the different direction that jumped out to me. Yeah. I think for me is that God is always doing something and if we show up expectantly mm-hmm. and we show up looking for him to do something, we will we will actually see it. And so to your point of they were they were waiting expectantly, expectantly. And so for me, um, God says, I'm, I'm doing something. I'm going to mm-hmm. always be doing something. Um, will you open up your eyes uh, long enough to see uh, to see what I'm doing? So those are those are uh, that's one for me. That's great. Yeah. Thank you, friends, for joining us. I encourage you to look in the show notes, read these passages, even better, 
read them and have a spiritual conversation with another friend this week.